Hi everybody, this is Julie Kerr, writer and director of the indie nerdy comedy Geek Less Punk. Um, yeah, I haven't uh, done a podcast in a really long time. I'm going to do a quick catch up. Uh, May was kind of rough, like for a lot of reasons, I ended up kind of spending my birthday alone, kind of. But then um, I tried to plan a birthday party and then just for a lot of reasons, like it didn't come through. Uh, it fell through. So like, like I said, like, part of my so I'm sitting there with like food and decorations like alone (laughs) so but but basically my friends were gonna come four of them had COVID scares one of my friend had a UTI urinary tract infection and then uh one of my friends has cancer she was gonna be the guest of honor like I got all her favorite foods and all her favorite stuff um but but she I mean she she's had cancer for years and and the blessing is like she's alive and she's doing well um but the day she was gonna come through and I got all her favorite food and I got lots of food I was gonna give her the chair of honor and just just treat her like a princess and a queen (laughs) because she's just so amazing and and she also has cancer um but that day she was just you know um feeling pain from the radiation so she couldn't come through uh I don't want to sound like a complete asshole as in you know odd you know, it was my 40th birthday. Um, so, so first thing, I, first thing I want to say is, um, I love my friend who happens to have cancer. There's so many things about her, uh, that are amazing. I don't want her entire identity to be that she is a person who has cancer. She's, she's awesome. She's like one of the coolest people I know. She's such a rock star. So I was really excited about spending time with her. Um, that's why I got her all this really cool food, but, um, yeah, and nothing but empathy. I'm always praying for her that God heals her, God takes care of her. Um, yeah, that God's always looking out for her. Um, always. Ugh. So anyway, so it just, so she was the guest of honor and she couldn't make it, which totally makes sense. And um, and I just, I have a lot of acquaintances in the Bay Area. I was just texting and reaching out to people and people were like, nah, I got plans that day. And it was like my actual birthday. It was a Saturday um, but I, I kind of tried to plan it two weeks prior to when it would, when it was gonna be, um, yeah, I try to, I think, I, I think you need to, and it might have been three weeks, but I think, like, you have to give people in the Bay Area more time, uh, to plan, um, so, yeah, but basically people just had plans and la la la. So if I'm feeling sorry for myself, it's like, oh, nobody wanted to spend time with me on my birthday, my 40th birthday. And I've been in the Bay Area since 2005. So if I'm feeling sorry for myself, it's like I've been I've been in the Bay Area. I have nothing to show for it. But that's just not true. Like, I have a good job and I love my apartment. It's rent controlled. My roommate was really sweet that day. Like, she said, after bir- she said happy birthday and she was really happy with all the decorations like she was really sweet that day so she was cool to interact with um and then so uh four people were gonna come to the birthday party but like um they were gonna come later so i was like like i said i'm kind of sitting in my apartment with the decorations and the food like by myself and like i I didn't want to get into a place where i'm feeling sorry for myself it's first world problems you know what i mean like you know i yeah i want to people to spend time with me on with with me on my birthday for my birthday but my friends are amazing I love my friends um they're super super amazing I love them with all my heart so yeah it just it's just one of those things where uh people couldn't make it and then the acquaintances just just 
didn't seem to have any interest. <laughs> they had no interest in spending time with me for my birthday. That's very San Francisco. That's the most San Francisco thing ever. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I think I feel like it's hard to have deep connections in San Francisco. That's my opinion. Uh, I love San Francisco. It's a great city, Golden Gate Bridge, all that kind of stuff. Um, I just think it's hard to find deep connections. That's my opinion. Because the people who all had COVID scares, my friend who happens to have cancer, like those are deep connections. I love those people with all my heart. So it's just like, it. you know what I mean? It, it was like the perfect storm. The four people who were going to come, I just ended up telling them, hey, like party's canceled. I don't want you to have to come to the saddest birthday party ever. <laughs> I don't want to do that to you. This is sad. I was like, you want to come to Eeyore's birthday party? I love Eeyore from, uh, from, from, uh, uh, from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I, I, I do want to say, like I said, first world problems. I also want to say I'm, I, I 1000% am not insensitive, um, to my friend who, who has cancer. Like, and also there's, she, there's so many things about her besides the fact that she has cancer. So I, I don't even want, but anyway, I just want to explain her situation she was going to be the guest of honor, but she couldn't make it. And I, of course, I understand why she couldn't make it. Of course, I of course I get it. So, yeah. So, I was, <laughs> so anyway, I'm always praying for her. I love her with all my heart. I was feeling sorry for myself for like five seconds. But then it's like, eh, I, I can't just sit here and feel sorry for myself. I can't do that. So my friend, and she's my friend, one of my really, really, really dear friends. She happens to be, in my opinion, one of the most indie, talented uh, cinematographers in the Bay Area. So it just, uh, and she's a dear friend. She would have come to the party, but, and it would have been me and her. Now, me and her and four people. Oh, and that reminds me, the four people who were going to come, uh, like, later on that day, uh, when I canceled, they were all, like, really disappointed, which is really sweet. And I was like, you know what? I love you. I love you all, but I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor. Okay. Um, but those four people, they were all disappointed, but I ended up hanging out with them later on a day that wasn't my birthday. So it's all good. Those, I love those friends. They know I love them. It's just, anyway, I couldn't, I could not just sit around my apartment. So I, anyway, my friend, who's a really good friend, she's been working on basically a feature film called SF Stories. Um, you can Google it, SF Stories. I think it's called sf stories movies let me keep you entertained while um it's really good it's like this is a compliment it's like um you know that classic um there's a classic movie called uh love actually and love actually is a classic and i actually like love actually um the internet likes to pick it apart in a way, like overanalyze it, and I, I, I think it's fine that people over overanalyze it, but, and it's not a documentary on real life of what real life is like. But I could defend, I could totally, I don't have time, but I could do one of those video essays where I am defending Love Actually. It was made in the UK. I think it's a really cute movie, and yeah, I'm a, an adult. I know it's not a perfect movie, but I like it. I like Love Actually. Okay. So love actually, I found it. I found it. Okay. So what? Okay. So the reason why I bring up love actually is the movie's called San Francisco Stories. You can find it on IMDb. And what they did was they streamed together. There's basically four or five different storylines. They stream them all together, like in a love actually kind of way. 
to put together a feature film, you know, and it's super cute. It's a love letter to San Francisco. There's lots of really great shots of San Francisco. Um, and, and, and then I, I got to tell you, San Francisco is a really cool city in so many different ways. And I love the Bay Area. I wish the Bay Area was more friendly to middle class people, to working class people. That's all I want to say. I think, I think you know, I wish the Bay Area would champion middle class people, working class people, housing. That's all. <laughs> it's a great city. We have a lot of great things. I just, uh, I, if I had a magic wand, I would have San Francisco be kind and caring and loving to the middle class and the working class. That would be my request of San Francisco, a really great city, and Oakland, where I live. Okay, so, um, uh, okay, so long story short, this is long-winded. Uh, one of my really good friends, she's an extremely ex- uh, good cinematographer, she was the cinematographer for San Francisco Stories. You can find it on IMDb. From there, you can find the website. And um, uh, it's not available to watch yet, but you can you can at least check out the trailer. Great movie, San Francisco Stories. It's on IMDb. Okay, so uh, what is my point? I've lost my train of thought. I'm so sleepy. Okay. Um, oh, right. Okay, so on my birthday... You know, I was like, okay, I don't want to sit around being feeling sorry for myself. So I, I, I was like, okay, cool, party canceled. Let me go see San Francisco Stories. It was the premiere of it. They're showing it at a church because the venue at a church is free. It doesn't cost any money. Um, so that's nice. So I went to the church. There was free cheese and free wine. Um, and then I saw my friend Alicia, who is a cinematographer on my movie, Geekless Funk. I saw the movie. I was blown away. I was blown away because uh, the cinematography is really good. It's a cute movie. It's funny. It has heart. That's the one thing indie movies, real indie movies can do. They have heart. They just they just have heart because, I don't know, there's this really cool, like, scrappiness to indie movies that's just cool. And it's hard to, uh, it's hard to do that when you have a lot of money. Hey, I'm down to get... I'm down for people to give me lots of money to make movies. So I'm not against big budget movies at all. Like big budget movies are awesome. I heard Top Gun Maverick's really good. So I want to check it out. So I love big budget movies. They're amazing. They're actually my favorite movies to go see in the theater. I just saw the new Jurassic Park movie. Um, But what you get on indie movies, for anyone who wants to watch indie movies, um, is heart and soul. There's just so much heart and soul. Um... And and anyways, there's this like punk rock D U no D Y no that's if you drink and drive D I Y do it yourself yeah D I Y there's this punk rock D I Y vibe to if you make your own movies and it's it's just it's it's this awesomeness if you watch you know Kevin Smith's Clerks like he caught it right he's very talented he's a really good director and he caught it he caught that DIY vibe, right? Anyway, so um, so anyway, so what I did on my birthday is I went and saw the movie premiere. It was awesome in San Francisco, which is a beautiful city. And then I'm coming home, and uh, on my way home, the best way to get home was a trolley car. So I hopped on the trolley car in the middle of the street, um. The trolley car is really fun. It's iconic in San Francisco. It's in the full house opener for the sitcom. 
And when I'm on the trolley, I like to wave at people. So I was waving at people as I went by. I was looking at the stars because it was nighttime. And for me, because I'm like spiritual or whatnot, um, uh, I just felt like, sorry, I got distracted by the trailer from San Francisco Stories. That's so funny. Okay. That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> I got distracted by my own computer screen. Okay. Um, but that is to say, I'm, yeah, I'm riding the cable cars. I'm looking up at the stars and it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm waving at people <laughs> as we drive by. People are waving back. Um, I just felt like because it was a very emo birthday and that's okay. Uh, San Francisco can feel like a very emo city and that's okay. Um, and so, uh, but I just, I was looking up at the stars and I just felt for me that God was telling me, hey, I know today was kind of a lonely birthday, but everything's going to be okay. Um, and again, I don't want to sound insensitive to my friends. I love my friends. Uh, you know, and my friend who has cancer, I love her with all my heart. Y'all, man, I was going to make her the queen of England in my apartment. <laughs> I was really looking forward to partying with her. She's so awesome. But, uh, you know, I had her favorite, like, I had her favorite coffee creamer. She has, you know, I know how, I know what kind of coffee creamer she likes. Like, I had all the food she likes, like, you know, but she couldn't make it. So it happened. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, but I looked up at the stars while I was riding the cable car and I knew that, like, everything was going to be okay. And it was, like, super, super, super awesome. You know what I mean? Okay, that was super long-winded. But, okay, May was kind of depressing just because uh, I was just surprised about... <sighs> I, I was surprised. I was I was a little surprised by some of my acquaintances, but that's okay. Because I, I get really busy and I don't always have time to, like, feed uh, the relationship of my acquaintances. So, and I get it, you know. Okay. Um, June was a rough month. <laughs> June was a rough month and that's okay. I'm okay. Blah, blah, blah. I will spare you the details. Um, I will spare you the details. It's not a big thing. It's one of those things. It's like first world problems, blah, blah, blah. So I do want to say that too. I have so much perspective. Life is so beautiful and amazing. I'm looking at the sunset. Like, I don't know, y'all. There's so much beauty and awesomeness in the world. It's like, I want to be honest. June was rough. But I also want to be honest because life is beautiful. And it just is. It just is beautiful. I like it. I like life. And I have a lot of hope and optimism that all my dreams are going to come true. You know what I'm saying? So June was a rough month, but eh, I'm good. And June's not over. I got a couple more days to make June the most awesome month ever. And so far, so good. Okay, I've been gone for a long time. So here's what's going on. I'm, I'm you know, let me get to the point. <laughs> that was a lot. Uh, but I want to talk about uh, my latest blog post. So that's what this, this, uh, podcast is about it's how i'm just going to talk about how i'm going through all my youtube videos i'm going through all my comments and that kind of thing so it's giving me ideas on how to make other blogs other youtube videos all that kind of stuff also i discovered tiktok y'all tiktok <laughs> tiktok is my happy place i only i only watch y'all there is like comedic geniuses on tiktok and tiktok i'm not being paid by tiktok but like it's comedy gold. It is comedy gold. Like, it's sketch comedy, but it's quick, it's fast, and it, and it's very down-to-earth because it's regular people doing, like, sketch comedy as opposed to, like, 
SNL. I love Saturday Night Live. They're super, super awesome. They're just super, they have a budget and they have their own vibe. Love Saturday Night Live. Um, TikTok has this renaissance DIY punk rock vibe to it, like in a good way. It's like, it's a free for all. Anyone can be on it. Um, I like social media. I like that aspect of social media. There's no gateway. Um, uh, I think I said that right, but there isn't. There's no one like, in some ways, that's awesome. Like, anyone can give it a go on TikTok or these social media thingies, and I just think that's cool. Um, you know, anyone can give it a go, as opposed to what network television used to be, you know? And I like network tev- television. It's just, I don't know, it's cool. Like, TikTok's super funny. I, I was just, I was, like, scrolling and laughing and laughing and laughing. Uh, I go towards the comedic videos. I find TikTok very positive. I'm not looking for negativity on social media. I'm looking for it to entertain me. So, okay. So that was long-winded for anyone who's new. But, okay. So I'm going through all my YouTube videos. So I did want to address that I have a YouTube video that caught the algorithm. So what I'm going to do is... Oh, sorry. There's like a noise in my apartment I'll, I'll i'm gonna go i'll check it out in about a minute okay uh okay so yeah i'll check it out in a second but <sighs> quickly what i want to talk about is i had a youtube video huh Sorry, 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 sorry. I just want to make sure. Okay, it's just my roommate. <laughs> my roommate's super awesome. I have to do my dishes tonight. I have to do my dishes tonight. If I don't do my dishes tonight, you know, that's not cool. I'm being an asshole. So I'm going to do my dishes tonight uh, as a roommate. I want to be a good roommate. Okay, that's on my list to do tonight after this podcast. Okay, so um, as far as the YouTube, I have a video that caught the algorithm and um, I just want to talk about like anyone out there who wants to give it a go on social media like TikTok, Facebook, whatever. By the way, Facebook, I get nothing. I get no traction. Like the, the biggest thing about TikTok, the algorithm on TikTok, people have been saying this, it's so pure. Um, I don't know. Like I guess what I want to say is like people actually watch my stuff on TikTok. <laughs> Um, Facebook, I get nothing. I get nothing on Facebook on my Facebook page. So I'm going to be get, talking about marketing, basically. This this podcast is about marketing. And then YouTube, like, some of my videos have caught the algorithm a little bit. So you can still catch the algorithm on YouTube. What I want to say about YouTube, I'm still throwing stuff at the, the wall to see what sticks. And, um, and so, like... That's where it's like, I, I feel like on YouTube, if you find what your thing is, like if you just do movie reviews or if you just do unboxing things, like, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I'm so, I, I kind of want me to be the brand on YouTube. So like, but I, I would also like to say is I try for the most part to keep it positive. That's the biggest thing on social media. Why for right now, social media has been pretty positive for me once I took it seriously is that I do 
keep it like positive on YouTube or on social media in general. I go the go the motivational route. I go the personal development route. Like that's the route I like to um, go in. So, um, so yeah. Um, uh, so sorry, y'all. I'm so tired. <laughs> I have no idea how entertaining this is. Let me keep going. Okay. <laughs> I'm so tired. I have a day job. I'm exhausted. Okay. I got up at like 630 to this morning. Okay. I'm going to keep going. Let me do this. Okay. And then I got to do those just tonight. <laughs> okay. 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 So YouTube. Oh, right, right, right. So when I decided to go the social media route and I'm basically doing it to promote my movie, um, that's, you know, I do have something to sell at the end of the day, which is my movie. And even then, I mean, y'all, <laughs> sometimes I sell my movie for $10. Sometimes I sell my movie for $5. It, you know, one of my friends and I know how much he makes and he's a sweetheart. You know, I just send him the link where it's free. Like, it's all good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not good at marketing. I mean, as far as marketing where ROI, return on investment, la, la, la. I'm still learning how to do that. Would I like to make movies? Uh, I'm sorry. Would I like to make movies? Yes. Would I like to make money? Yes. So I'm still learning how to do that. But at the moment, I am middle class. Okay. Which is great. I love being middle class. And I love all middle class people. God bless the middle class. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal with the YouTube video. Okay, so here's what happened. What's interesting, and I've heard people say this, social media is free, and I've heard people say don't over I was at a marketing conference where they said don't over-architect the free stuff. Social media is your chance to throw stuff at the wall to see what sticks, especially if you're like a filmmaker, which is what I am. My main thing is filmmaking. I noticed there's a lot of YouTubers where their thing is actually deep down on, they have their own music. So they do commentary videos on famous music like Beyonce or uh, Doja Cat, etc. But also at the end of these video essays, they're like, hey, by the way, I'm a musician. Here's my song. And I think that's super cool. Like, I, I love that. You know what I mean? So I, I, I realized that a lot of YouTubers, you know, YouTube isn't their main, it's not the thing they want to you, you know like doo-doo <laughs> sorry doo-doo but social media is the thing um that uh social media is the thing that um they do it's it's I kind of get it like social media is the thing you do uh to try and promote the real thing that you want to do the real thing that you want to for me that I want to do is make movies that's my dream in the meantime of me trying to do it for a living a great way to try and promote yourself is YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. All these things are free. That's what's just so awesome. Like, I don't know. One of my friends works for YouTube and she's a sweetheart and she's not like famous or whatever, but she has a pretty important job at YouTube and she's not like the CEO or anything like that. Like she's not famous, but you know, she just tells me how hard people behind the scenes work on YouTube. And it makes sense. Like anyone can op upload anything on YouTube. So they got to make money somehow <laughs> because they have servers and they have workers and they have, I mean, I don't know. They have people, computer people. I don't know. Like it, it, it's free. Like I can put anything on YouTube for free. It catches the algorithm and all of a sudden I have people watching my stuff. So, uh, you know, somebody has to pay for that. <laughs> so, so that's why there's ads and la la la. So I know when people get mad at YouTube, I'm like, yeah, but as far as the business model, like, 
you know, as as far as my friend who works behind the scenes at YouTube, what I find is the people working behind the scenes for YouTube are not assholes. <laughs> they're not. They're just they're trying to create this really cool, uh, really cool platform. But then they're at the point where, you know, they have to they have to they have to make money. And, and like my friend has to get a check. <laughs> you know what I mean? So she has a kid like she has to buy her kid food and have a place to live and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, drive her kid to school in a car. So like, I don't know, like, like what she, it was kind of cool to hear like behind the scenes at YouTube, like people are pretty awesome and they're working really hard so that people like me and you can just be on YouTube for, it doesn't cost us money. I can just shoot something, edit and put it on YouTube. And I don't think you understand the miracle that that is, you know what I mean? As opposed to like broadcast television, which was like expensive and la la la. I love broadcast television, so I'm not dissing it. It's just sometimes there's a new wave and YouTube, I mean, YouTube's been around forever, but it, it was a new new wave, a new vibe, a new kind of entertainment uh, for people. Okay. This is so long winded. Anyone who's still listening, you're the best and I love you. Like, you know, if I know you, I love you. If I don't know you, I love you in a humanitarian kind of way. I don't know who you are, but I still wish you all the love. Thanks for still listening. Let's keep going. We're almost done. Okay. So here's the cool thing about social media when I say you can throw something at the wall and see what sticks. Like if you get a video that's really popular, then and you're just trying to think of your next movie, you're trying to think of your next book, la la la. Um, you're like, oh, okay. So let's say you make a, a video. Uh, you're like, I'm just going to make this random movie about puppies or video about puppies. And it goes completely bananas. I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll write a book about puppies. <laughs> so uh, it helps you understand, like, what people like to hear you talk about. Okay, so here's what happened. Uh, I decided to go the personal development route. So I made a bunch of videos talking about how to be a filmmaker and how to do stuff, la, la, la. The first thing I said was, and this was really hard for me, but the first thing I said was how to get a day job. Um, so I am, I grew up really poor. I'm pretty much a hillbilly. I'm a nice hillbilly. I'm a hillbilly who believes in racial diversity. Um, you know, I'm against sexism. I'm against racism. I'm, you know, I'm for the empowerment of all human beings. I'm hashtag Black Lives Matter. I'm, I'm a lesbian, so I'm LGBTQ friendly. So, you know, hill, hillbillies aren't bad. They're just from a small town. So I'm from a really small country mouse, city mouse. I'm a country mouse. Okay, anyway, so I, I went to college, and I graduated college, and I just, this has kind of always been my thing. I wasn't good at getting jobs. I just wasn't good at getting a job. I was okay at getting a job, and I do want to say this. I was okay at getting jobs. I You know, I was, I was okay at getting jobs. Um, But I read this book called What Color Is Your Parachute, and what this book they should teach this book in college and honestly they should teach this book in high school what this book does is it just teaches you how to be good at getting a job that's the point of the book and it's good at it so because I was so bad I wasn't good at getting jobs that's why like this book changed my life because all of a sudden I was getting better paychecks no judgments like towards me or anyone it's just like this book changed my life because I, I followed the advice of the book and all of a sudden I'm making more money. Um, I'm getting more job interviews. Like, And he says it in the book. It's called What Color Is Your Parachute? There's a new version that comes out every year. He says in the book, like, 
I'm going to teach you how to be good at getting jobs. That's all you need to learn. You just don't know how to get jobs. The logistics of getting a job and getting a good job. This is how you do job interviews. This is how you present yourself. This is how you do your resume. Um, I spruced up my resume. I looked at, I made it look all shiny and pretty. <laughs> and, you know, and that resume is bulletproof. Like when I send it out, I get a job interview, you know, and I took the advice from the book. So that book changed the bottom line. I had cash coming in. And before you can follow your dreams, uh, you know, I got to tell you, you got to nail down that day job. And then you do time management. Then you do meditation. Today I had, I have a day job. Today I did eight hours of my day job. I actually did eight and a half hours of my day job. I came home. I meditated or took a nap. <laughs> potato, potato. But I meditated. I took a, na- a nap for like, um, you know, 10 to 20 minutes. And then, and then I did this. I'm doing this. I'm doing the creative stuff. I'm following my dreams. But you got to get that day job. You got to have money coming in. You got to have some sort of cash coming in. Um, it used to be a romantic notion to quit your job and follow your dreams. And like, if you have the money to do that, if you have six months of savings, you know, God bless you. But if you don't have the money to do that, um, you know, you're going to go broke or you could go homeless. You know what I mean? Because I've seen it happen. You know, I went broke um, because I just, I, I followed my dreams irresponsibly. And that's okay. My heart was in the right place. Um and I tried to ask my parents for advice. They didn't know what to tell me. I love my parents. Well, <laughs> I love my mom. Uh, I, I, I forgive my dad. With all my heart, I forgive my dad. I can say that. My dad passed away. I forgive him. Um, I love him, but the more sincere thing to say is that I forgive him. Um, that's, that's the mercy thing, very merciful thing I can say about my dad. I, I, I on a spiritual level, forgive my dad. Um, I don't condone his actions, but I forgive him. Okay. Oh my gosh, this is so long-winded. Thank you for sticking in there for anyone who's still listening. God bless you. You're the, the most awesome person I ever. Okay, so this book, why did it change my life? Right, okay. So if you want to follow your dreams, follow your dreams. But you got to nail down that, that day job. And so for me, you know, for me, I read this book and boom. You know, when I was in college, my mom was like, hey, go to the career center and um, show them your resume and, you know, tell them, ask them for some sort of advice. And I remember making an appointment at the career center at my college. I had my resume and I was like, hey, here's my resume. I made an appointment and the guy, I remember him looking at me. I remember him looking at my resume. He looked irritated and he was like, he was, I mean, I don't remember what he said, but basically the vibe was like, why are you here? And I was like, oh, and like, I'm very naive. Again, I'm a country mouse. So I went from Appomattox to small town, Virginia, uh, Southampton County, Cortland, Virginia, to Richmond, Virginia, which is a city. So in Richmond, Virginia is where I went to college. I remember sitting with a career counselor. The guy looked irritated. He looked confused. Career counseling. This, it's the career... <laughs> I thought his job was to give me advice on how to have a career, but he it, apparently that wasn't his job. Apparently, I was wasting his time. Apparently, I, I just remember that to a T. Like, he looked irritated that he had to be talking to me. He looked irritated that he had to be looking at me. Like, he just, maybe he was on a bad day. He looked at my resume. He looked at me. I was, he's like, why are you here? 
And that's the career center at my college. <laughs> I forgive him, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's all good. It's just like, wow, thanks. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> thanks for nothing. And this is like a... I like the college I went to. It's called Virginia Commonwealth University. I had so much fun in college. It was so amazing. Uh, that experience completely changed my life uh, in so many ways. I was still kind of depressed and sad and a little, I, I had my trauma. Blah, blah, blah. But I have so many good times from college. You know, I remember the drama, the drama of being in college because you're so young. You're like 18, 19, 20, 21. So the drama of just being that age. So I remember the drama, but I remember the love, the love that, um, because I was LGBTQ, I had all these LGBTQ friends. We'd never had gay friends before. So we were like, oh my gosh, I love you. So I just remember the bond, the bond that I had with my little, my, my little group of friends where we were all LGBTQ, LGBTQ for the first time. And we're like, oh my gosh, let's hang out. Let's be friends. Let's dance around. Woo. Like let's eat pizza. I don't know. Like we had so much fun as a little group. Okay. But let's get back to the YouTube video. Okay. So this book completely changed my life. Like, it just did. And it gave me confidence. It made me feel good about myself because um, my my degree, and, you know, here's your chance to completely make fun of me. My degree, I have an English degree. And listen, I know, I'm sorry, I'm going to defend my English degree. I know I'm, I'm going to get religious. Jesus wanted me to have an English degree. It is what it is. But I've been made fun of it before. What are you going to do with your English degree? That's pretty useless. <laughs> okay. And, like, I get what they're saying, but it's just a mean thing to say. And But they're kind of right. <laughs> they're kind of right, but they're kind of not right. Um, like, I had a degree, an English degree. I knew how to use computers. Like, if I, was, if I had higher self-esteem, if I knew how to market myself, as soon as I got out of college, I could have had, like, quote-unquote good job. You know what I mean? Uh, I just didn't, I didn't know how to get a job. <laughs> And then I went to the career center, and they're annoyed that they have to talk to me. Okay, this is just awesome. Thanks a lot. Well, for me, since I'm a lesbian, and I like being gay, blah, 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 and also I love Jesus, blah, blah, blah. You can just Google it. There's gay Christians, blah, 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 And I don't believe that being gay is a sin, blah, 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 blah. I don't believe that the Bible condemns homosexuality, blah, 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 blah. I've made a ton of videos about that. You can Google that if you have questions about that, but... So... But, you know, the career counselors wouldn't help me. But thank God Jesus did. <laughs> so the career counselors don't give no fucks about me. But Jesus does love me. Just Jesus. Just kidding. Plenty of people love me. And I love them back. But because of that, like, I just wish I would have read this book in 2005 rather than whatever. But that's okay. Like, every journey's perfect. And, you know, God had a plan for me. And there's things I needed to learn. So... Uh, once I read this book, I followed the in 2017. That's the first version I read. 2017, I learned how to get jobs. <laughs> and, and, and I started getting quote unquote better jobs. I gave better job interviews. I, I learned how to just uh, ask for a good salary. Um, it's just it's just tactics. The book is tactics. So um, I just want y'all to have really high self-esteem, have really awesome jobs and have all your dreams come true. That's all I want for you. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I want to make the world a better place. Like, that's what I want to do. So, okay. So, um, all right. right. So blah, blah, blah. I'm, I have these YouTube videos. I'm giving, I'm giving filmmaking advice. I'm giving all this like blah, blah, blah advice. And, um, and then I'm like, and then I just randomly, I was like, oh yeah, I should like, I think it's my first book review. I was like, oh yeah, I should just do a book review of this. What color should parachute 2020? Yeah, I'll just do it. Like, whatevs. So I made the book review. It's like 12 minutes. It's like not a long video. I put it on YouTube. 
And like, it did not go viral, <laughs> but it caught the algorithm. And y'all, <laughs> my life is so hard. It's hard. It's hard to explain. It's hard and blah, blah, blah. I have trauma. Blah, blah, blah. So let me have this. <laughs> let me have this one little victory. So let me feel good about myself for like five minutes. Okay. So the video caught the algorithm and, um, and so what I saw, for some reason, the YouTube algorithm likes this book. It just does. I don't know why, but it, the, the YouTube algorithm, you know, blah, I know how it works. Somebody writes the algorithm, some beautiful computer person <laughs> writes the algorithm, and the algorithm is kind of left to its own devices. Uh, it's not AI, but I mean, somewhere in there, there's a sci-fi movie or oh, I guess Matrix or something, but okay. But but the algorithm. But basically, I don't know. I'm not a computer person, but I could see in real time with my analytics on my YouTube channel. I can see. Oh, it caught the algorithm. It caught that wave, like surfing. So it just and it's still doing it to this day. Like it gets like 20 views, and it it's something. Let me have this. <laughs> okay, so it has like 5,000 views, 5,800 views. It's something. It, it just let me feel happy <laughs> for two seconds. Okay, and then it uh you know it has a bunch of likes. Um, the biggest thing I want to say is, and I'm gonna, I'll make a YouTube video about this. It has a bunch of comments. It, all the comments are kind and caring and sweet. It has about 69, 70 comments. People are so kind. They're so caring. These are strangers. I don't know them. And they're, they're kind. They're encouraging. They're saying nice things. And I really appreciate it. And I really hope, I hope the book does the same thing for them as to what it did for me. Um, because the only reason I'm recommending it is because it helped me out, you know, because I'm not rich, because I don't have a fancy degree. Like I have a degree and that's amazing. It's just, I don't know. Like I didn't go to Harvard, you know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know. It, the book changed the bottom line. I was making more money because of the book and that's a big deal. That means I can eat groceries <laughs> and, and, buy you know i can buy food and pay my rent and it, it, it it's miraculous the ability to pay your bills is is miraculous okay so with that um what i want to say it's really cool that the video caught the algorithm um so anyone out there who's thinking about doing the social media thing my advice is go the positive route and by all means um you can go the negative route you can go the celebrity gossip route i am not judging any of those things Sometimes I watch celebrity gossip. Um, you know, sometimes I watch the negative stuff. Sometimes I watch the 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 YouTube channels that are more dedicated to criticism or being negative. Like sometimes I watch that stuff. Sometimes there's journalism and there's motivation. I want to be motivation. That's why I'd be okay with doing movie reviews. I'm never going to be that hard on a movie because I'm a filmmaker and I know how hard it is to make a movie, even when you have a crap load of money. I've never had a crap load of money to make a movie. But even the, like, I got to tell you, even now that I know how much work it is to make a movie, like even if I watch a Hollywood movie, I'm like, you guys don't understand. It was so much work. <laughs> I can when I watch these Hollywood movies, I can see all the work that, you know, that went in to make this movie. I respect the craft. I respect the craft that it takes an army to make these movies come together so that I, on a Saturday, can just sit on the couch, eat chips, and watch a movie. <laughs> and it is a public service because we, we need to decompress. We need to relax or whatever or get scared or whatever kind of genre we're watching. We need to laugh or 
celebrate romance for romantic comedies. Like, I like movies. I'm sorry. I love movies. I think they're cool. So, I, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, that's the thing. So, so for sure, and, like, it does seem like going the negative route on social media, it does seem like, you know, uh, you can make, like, a lot of money. You, it's, it seems like maybe if I, like, trashed a, uh, a celebrity, maybe I'd get, maybe I'd catch the algorithm faster. You know, maybe if I decided to say something mean about Kim Kardashian, maybe I'd climb up the algorithm. I don't know her. <laughs> so I don't have anything mean to say about I, I've never met her. I'm sure she's lovely. I don't know. But I don't want to go that route. I did make a video about Will Smith. I made a lot of podcasts about Will Smith just because I didn't realize I was such a big fan of his. I'm such a big fan of his. So I just feel, yeah, anyway, I feel bad about what happened to the Oscars. The fact that he felt compelled, like, that he had to do that. I was just like, this is a guy struggling. Okay. But, yeah, I hope Will Smith's okay. I know he's a millionaire, or he's a multimillionaire, and he's a celebrity. But still, I just, that that hit me. I don't know why it did. But I've just really been a big fan of Will Smith. So, anyway, you can go back and listen to that stuff if you want. Okay. Um, But, um, uh, okay. So, but I've decided to go the positive route. And in my opinion, in the long run, I feel like that's going to pay off. If I stay true to myself, then I feel like it's going to pay off. The reason why I'm doing all this is I feel like I'm going to make it. You know what I mean? And I want you to make it. I want every human being on planet Earth to make it. I want abundance for everybody. I want every human being on planet Earth to make five or six figures or even seven. No, okay, let's try this. I want every human being on planet Earth to make uh, seven figures, millions of dollars, doing what they love uh, every year. I want that for every human being on this planet. That's what I want. And I'm an op- I'm not an accountant. <laughs> I'm not an accountant. I didn't take an econo- I think I took one economics class in college. I liked it. I liked it. I took the math classes for English majors, so they didn't make it too hard. And the science classes for English majors, they didn't make it too hard. Because they know we like to read. Actually, I'm pretty good at math, but we like to read. English majors, we like to read. But, oh, what's my point? Oh, oh, college, la, la, la. Uh, English majors like to read. I'm so tired, la, la, la. I totally lost my point. But what I want to say is, um, uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's right. I'm not an accountant, but I'm an optimist and I believe in hope and I believe in planet Earth. I believe in the human race. I want every single person on planet Earth to make um, to make like millions of dollars doing what they love. I think abundance, true abundance belongs to everybody. I want every human being on this Earth living their best life. That's my goal in life. It's very ambitious, and ambition is good for your mental health. It's really good for your uh, mental health, especially altruistic ambition. Now, I got to tell you, I haven't figured out the logistics (laughs) of how to help. I'm middle class. I make five figures. Um, Not on the lower end, not on the higher end, kind of in the mid-range but um uh like i'm okay (laughs) but i live in the bay area if i lived in like wisconsin like anyway i live in the bay area it's so expensive out here okay (sighs) but um 
yeah, you know, I don't have a logistical plan on how I'm going to do this. Um, I just want to put the sentiment out there. I want to put the sentiment out there. And if you're like, Julie, that's too ambitious. How dare you? I'm like, okay, fine. If that's too ambitious, I would like every human being on planet Earth to make five, at least five. If if everyone on planet Earth can't make like a million dollars a year doing what they love, I want every human being on planet Earth to make five to six figures. No, like five figures on the high end, on the high end, 75,000 at least, five to six figures doing what they love. Every human being on planet Earth. Now, if that's not ambition, I don't know what it is. That's altruistic ambition, and I like it, and it feels good to think that way. It feels so good. Uh, It makes my brain happy. It makes my soul happy. It makes my body happy. So that's my goal, but I don't really know how I'm going to pull that off. (laughs) Um. But I'd like to put that sentiment out there. I just would like to put that sentiment out there for any genius accountants out there or any billionaires who have the money to try to make that happen. You know what I mean? How Again, I don't know how math. I do know how math works, but, you know, I don't know how, like, economics. I'm not an accountant. Okay. But accountants are awesome. Okay. So here's what I want to say. So, yeah, I got a YouTube video. It, 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 it caught the algorithm. So here's my message to you. Here's what I want to say. If you're thinking about doing the social media thing, I think you should do it. To me, if you don't have anything to sell, it doesn't seem like it's worth it. Like, uh, now I haven't made a lot of money off my movie, but like, I don't mind doing all the social media stuff. It is fun if it kind of leads to something, you know, if I do have something to sell, even if it's like a $5 movie. I have a five, at least it's like the idea that I could potentially make a little bit of money off of this is a nice idea. Um, And I can keep doing it for free, which is awesome. Just like, I like the idea of while we're in this capitalistic system um, that can be kind of mean sometimes, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I like the idea of having having something to sell. You know what I mean? And then if you're broke and you have a sob story, whatever, yeah, I'll send you the free link to see the movie. Why not? <laughs> it's fine. I have a job. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. Um, if you want to go the social media route, YouTube, I do want to say I've made the, the YouTube video that climbed the algorithm, I made, I made, I'm making no money off of it. And that's okay. I'm not mad at YouTube because I know how it works. You know, my friend works at YouTube. They're not being, they're not being mean assholes. They're just, it does cost money. To, it, I don't know. Anyway, it costs money to run basically a free site. It's a free site. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I don't have to pay to use YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so. But I believe you have to have a thousand subscribers before you can start kind of getting into the program where you make money. So right now I have seventy-two subscriber subscribers. I love I love every single one of them. I'm grateful to have them. I'm a very happy camper. So, but what I did, I think it was my family. I had to tell my family, oh no, 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 that YouTube video that caught the algorithm. I don't make any money off of it. And I did notice they'll put an ad in front of it. I don't choose the ad they put in front of it, which is totally fine. Again, I love YouTube. So, uh, but I don't choose the ad they put in front of it. So if someone clicks on that ad, like I don't, you know, I'm not qualified to make any money yet. And I'm okay with that. I, I get how it all works. So, so here's what I want to say. Uh, for If for whatever reason you want to start doing social media, you definitely got to do it where it's fun. Talk about stuff that you like. The biggest thing about that video is, you know, I love the book. And um, so here's the three things I want to talk about with um, the three things I want to say, right? And then I have some quotes. But here's what I want to say if you want to 
start doing social media. In my opinion, go the positive route. So the first thing I'm going to say is people are dope. People are cool. I love people. I love every human being on planet Earth. Sometimes, hey, I have problems. I, I'm kind of fucked up in my own way or whatever. I have trauma, blah, blah, blah. But I love everybody. I really, really do. I just get a little frustrated, a little la. But I love everybody. I, I, I really love everybody. I love humans. I think they're cool. So people are dope. Like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at how nice people are in the comments. They're nice. They're sweet. They're kind. They're from all over the, the world. People from India and like, and just being so sweet to me. And I hope I'm giving them sweetness back. <laughs> in the video because it's just cool it, it, I'm getting kindness from strangers who don't even know me it's pretty great so people are dope going the positive route means people give you positivity back and I need it like it's it's just cool you know what I mean so I still get comments every once in a while and it's really cool so yeah I love it um the other thing I want to say is like people need encourage people need encouragement in general on TikTok I'm going the motivational route and I'm getting a lot of hearts and I'm catching the algorithm because like People need encouragement. Like, life's hard. I don't got to tell you life's hard. You know life's hard. I know life's hard. So I want to motivate. I want to be a positive voice in people's ears because I know how tough life can be. So it's like, yeah, I want to be a source of joy. We're all in this together, to quote high school musical. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. uh, Anyway, we all are in this. We're all on planet Earth together. And this can be a tough place. So let's encourage each other and try to get each other through. Because it's just a tough place sometimes. You know it. I know it. Okay. And I already told you my solution. One of my solutions. Again, I'm not an accountant. Okay. So it's easy for me to be very ambitious and altruistic about money. I don't really have any. (laughs) I have some, but not really. Okay. So, uh, you know, uh, finally, the third thing I want to say is... uh, um last thing is you never oh right you never know what's going to be successful like don't over architect the social media stuff like throw stuff at the wall and see what will stick if you go the positive route because you just don't know so like i have so many videos (laughs) on my youtube channel and like some of the other ones have caught the algorithm as well you can see it when it catches the algorithm it catches it immediately and it just climbs it slowly um, it's different than going viral. Going viral to me is something kind of supernatural. To me, it's like if it's like a positive video, video that goes now na- uh, viral. I feel like it's just again, I'm not a scientist, but and I love science, but I just feel like it's God going <laughs> like pointing at a video and and being like, okay, you shall now be, you shall now catch the algorithm <laughs> or something. I don't know. Not a scientist. I love science. Science is so cool. Okay. Uh, but anyway, what I do want to say is, like, you never know what's going to, like, throw stuff at the wall, see what sticks. You never know what's going to catch it. You just don't. You have no idea. And so with that video, it was kind of random. I was like, yeah, I was giving lots of advice, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, yeah, the book. Let me talk about the book. And then, boom, that's what caught the algorithm. You just don't know. So experiment on social media as long as you're keeping it positive. Uh, you know, you, people can get canceled on social media. Um, people can say stuff on social media. Blah, blah, blah. But I, my vibe's pretty positive in general, even if I'm saying something quote unquote negative. So, so yeah, if you keep it positive, um, you can experiment, try different things, see what you want to do. You can unbox stuff if that's what you want to do. You can do mukbangs if you want to do that. That's like people watching you eat. Hey, if that's your thing, 
like, you know, try whatever you want to try if that's your thing. You know what I mean? So do your thing. Be awesome. Be really cool. And, um, yeah, go for it. Like, do social media. You know, I got to tell you, the thing about putting your kids on social media, well, you know, what do I know? I don't have a kid. So, you know, I guess, like, I guess proceed with caution. That's all. Like, you know, proceed with caution with putting your kids on, like, I guess, like, uh, if you're going to do, like, a family YouTube channel, just proceed with caution protect your children, that kind of thing. But like, also, it's all good. You know what I mean? I don't have any kids. I'm not judging. So yeah. All right. So that's my advice about that's the advice I'm giving out based on someone who made a YouTube video. Oh, put your okay, quick tips. Put your face in the thumbnail. People like faces. (laughs) You don't gotta be a supermodel. Nobody's like, oh, I mean, maybe whatever models are awesome. But the reason why you put your face in a thumbnail, they just want to see that you are a human being. Are you human? And then, you know, I mean, you are a human. If you're listening to this, if you're a person, put your face in the thumbnail. (laughs) You know, you don't have to be a supermodel. They just want to see your face, especially on YouTube. YouTube, it's kind of better if you look relatable. Maybe I'm wrong. What do I know? But I feel like it's better. I want to look relatable. That's what I want to look like. Okay, so, um, yeah, put your face. Also, use all your tags. Video everything. Uh, you can Google everything I'm saying. But when you do a YouTube video, you can put all these tags. You can put, like, 500 tags on how people can find your video. So if you make a video about puppies, you can tag it with a bunch of puppy references. You'll see it if you ever decide to do a YouTube video. You can see how you can tag it. Use all your tags describe what's in your video as much as possible use as much text youtube's owned by google it's a search engine people are like you know try to try to make good copy and there's another thing uh so people are searching for stuff on youtube i search for stuff on youtube too all the time like for random reasons so uh so yeah use the algorithm uh okay um what was the last thing Oh, the last thing is, um, what am I saying? What am I saying? Oh, right. Use tags. And the other thing is I use something called TubeBuddy. It's a little YouTube thingy that I pay about, I think I pay about $10 a month for it. It's not super expensive, but it, it helps you pick the right tags and it helps you pick the right keywords to label your YouTube videos so that it does climb the algorithm Uh, like it tells you what people are searching for as long as it's relevant to what your video is like don't I don't like clickbait you know I don't like clickbait that lies I don't mind clickbait if you click on it and like you get what you asked for but there are clickbaity videos where they're lying about what it actually is they're just trying to get you they just want that click the minute you click they get like it it climbs the algorithm so um but yeah just be honest about what the video is about but like but it uh but yeah tag it tubebuddy can help you know how to label it in a way or give it a title that helps it climb the algorithm where it's still relevant to your video Okay, okay, this is the end of the podcast. I'm sorry, I talked so long. Okay, my my website is juliekerstudios.com, K-E-R-R. Thank you so much for listening. Go out there, follow your dreams, be awesome. I think you're amazing. I'm Julie Kerr, writer and director of the Indie not, indie, <laughs> indie Nerdy Comedy Geekless Punk. Y'all are so amazing. Follow your dreams, be awesome, be great. I love you, I think you're awesome, you're the best. Thank you for listening, bye.